Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host this week, uh, comrade Jason Patrick. Comrade, what's going on? Jason Patrick is who again? Michael from The Lost Boys. He was a vampire for like 10 minutes in that movie. Right, right. Um, all right, you, that's you officially hit the bottom of the barrel with this. Um, I'm doing all right. Hey man, um, I, I, <laughs> it's, I was gonna say I could probably I could probably pull like ten more out of my ass if I really had to look look into it. Well, you know, it's but, uh, it's um, an endeavor. Um, you, hey, you fucked up, man. We had Halloween. You could have changed your name to Comrade Frankenstein or Comrade, you know, what's his dick, whatever random was, archetypal was character. You, <laughs> I was working. Whatever archetype. I was doing the podcast. I had no time to fuck around on Twitter. You had the whole fucking month. The, the whole the month, month. The whole month to be a, sp- a different spooky uh, no, display I'm, name. I'm superstitious about changing my handle now because I don't want anything to fuck up my account again after having to deal with <laughs> so much Twitter bullshit. <laughs> oh, well, we made it sure. through another week. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, fuck. I, d- does it not feel like that Pittsburgh shooting was like three weeks ago? I, I can't believe that was like five days ago that's kind of um, mental yeah it's you know it, i mean <laughs> how many how many acts of white terrorism can you have in one week uh turns out uh a trifecta um yeah i it's you know it, it we're living the uh, we're living in black mirror that's all it is right now yeah yeah no it's just absurd um so yeah, I mean, you know, the Pittsburgh shooting uh, at the synagogue that happened uh, this week was horrific. Uh, I think something like fourteen people died, right? Was yeah, it, fourteen. Was, yeah, including somebody who lived through the Holocaust. Uh, several people that lived through the Holocaust. So that's you know, awesome uh, for them. And it, it's just fucking like, you know, like the 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 thing with the shooter, and I. I I didn't look up his name. It's not really important, but he was um, one of these guys who is like to the right of Donald Trump. So like he said that like Trump, uh, he didn't, he didn't really care for Trump because Trump was too like in, in, you know, in bed with the globalists or the Jews as he would say, you know, (laughs) like that, like that's how fucking nuts this guy is, is that he thinks like Donald Trump, like too fucking friendly to, to, to the Jews. (laughs) Um, which is, but you know, just a typical fucking just straight up Nazi. But, you know, I think a lot of people uh, misguidedly kind of let Trump off the hook for that. And I'm like, okay, he's still stoked up the this fucking fervor of, of racism and anti-Semitism. You don't think that this dude was emboldened by all the... I mean, look at the fucking the Nazi dudes that marched in Charlottesville. They were all... Uh, you know, saying Jews will not replace us and all this shit, and they were wearing MAGA hats. Like, this is not, like, it, he does not get to divorce himself from this fucking anti-Semitism, just like he doesn't get to defor- uh, divorce himself from the generalized racism that he's, you know, stoked since he took office. Well, <clears throat> you know, and I remember two years ago, I, I, I was adamant about saying that, you know, the 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 people who had been screwed over by NAFTA and had you know not had not been impacted by any kind of economic recovery like very many of those people that's why they like Trump and i'm sure those people are still out there who oh, yeah. would never you know do anything like this or or would never would condone this but then you see how it is you know inarguably this president has led to a rise in awful bloody acts of mass murder you know and they're racially motivated they're religious motivated um and he knows that he's aware of that and keeps going you know when he calls himself a nationalist well you're (laughs) you can say you're you know you're a patriotic you're a patriotist i guess what the fuck he's doing with that exactly no he knows exactly he knows that nationalist is just you know he's not even it's not even a dog whistle it's just he's just saying i'm a white nationalist it's just yeah and i'm not a globalist i'm not i'm not one of these globe i mean it's he's clearly he's a globalist in the sense of wanting uh global capitalism global free trade right what's the funniest it's it's his his whole image is total bullshit which is the funniest thing of all that these idiots follow him because he is a total globalist by his definition you know like you're just yeah. saying like yeah well and and it's you know it's hilarious when again these people go off about George Soros and it's like he's he's a philanthropist that donates to like a few center right liberal causes that are kind of like 
don't do a whole lot to change the status quo. So I, I don't even mm-hmm. know what the fuck they're. They just it's the Alex, Alex Jones shit. They just get fed yep. all this nonsense, and it it stokes the racism. And they go, "Oh, there's a there's a five thousand people slowly walking across the continent. We better go, uh, you know, turn the border into you know, fucking Iraq." I actually, you know, something really interesting about George Soros that I found, and I, I was kind of surprised based on his kind of center right uh, leanings, you know, <laughs> as, as far as it, as him being a Democrat goes, he's actually not pro-israel at all like he's pretty he's fairly like critical of israel for especially for somebody uh who's as rich as he is like you know typically the democratic mega donors tend to be uh fairly pro-israel like he's very de, de niro yeah yeah de niro. no and, and, and i'm not saying he's not like you know f- like uh you know, israel or, or occupying power but like he's actually like made like kind of tepid comments about them and gotten like booed at like pro-israel events and shit they're like you know he was speaking to pro-israel kind of like banquet which is not to let him off the hook for being a fucking you know disgusting billionaire that spends his money to make sure like not too much change gets enacted but that's <clears throat> it, it's just you know it, it that's that that's interesting it's not something i would have pegged him for right and right. i will you know expect my check within the next uh seven days <laughs> you know. hey those accelerators you know my address to dc limo weren't cheap um yeah. oh but um but so you know you mentioned how like you know obviously the, the this fear uh and hatred gets stoked by trump and by the media this guy that shot up to pittsburgh synagogue was tweeting all week uh fox news links to this bullshit fucking story about the caravan uh, of immigrants you know like the, the 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 mass group of immigrants that are you know trying to seek asylum uh, they're all, you know, refugees from fucking Honduras and Guatemala and all these other countries that we've fucked up with our drug war and our uh, aiding coups and destabilization and all the shit that we've done in Latin America. Uh, they're all, you know, coming legally to, to uh, a port of entry to apply for asylum, not trying to sneak in. It's pretty hard to fucking sneak in in a caravan of 6,000 people. Um, and, you know... Again, they're they're like six months away from reaching the U.S. border, like based on their current pace. So it's absurd to act like they're fucking on our doorstep. But Fox News, of course, knows that the midterms are coming up and the best way to make old, you know, fucking middle well, uh, well off to somewhat well off white men uh, shit their pants is to talk about this, the, this horde of brown invaders. It's as old as fucking, you know, birth of a nation. You know what's always got me, though, is just how racist these people have to be to hate brown Christians. These are people of their their own, <laughs> their same religion, and they're yeah, just like, Latin nope, Americans act tend to be more religious than white people, I think, yeah, statistically. They're, they're like the more devout than anything. Christian, you think, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, it's just they're, they're fucking crazy. They just hate brown people. Um, and, and then even just like the criticisms from liberals about Trump arming the border with 10 15,000 troops are just insane. This is, listen to this. This is a headline from the Chicago Tribune this morning. Trump's senseless border deployment puts troops at risk and adds to family stress. What the fuck does that even mean? Puts the troops at risk. Puts troops at risk. So that's why we shouldn't do it, because the troops would be at risk? From what? A fucking sunburn? From, (laughs) like, dehydration? Yeah, I, I this completely unarmed, you know, group of men, women and children who are fucking seeking asylum are a real threat to these troops with fucking, you know, fully automatic uh, machine yeah. guns. And, 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 and they're drones. concerned about the families of these troops. Oh, it puts them at stress. What the fuck did you sign up to be a stormtrooper for, asshole? Anyway, I tweeted at their fucking thing. I just said, no, it puts Im- immigrants at risks. Risk. Fix your fucking headline. There were actually. And so, you know. Donald Trump is amassing troops on the border, which is tantamount to, you know, preparing to do war crimes um, and for, you know, in, in, in peacetime. And he said in a statement, like somebody was talking to him about like, yeah, I, there was some rumor about them throwing rocks at the Mexican cop, some bullshit, whatever. They were, and they asked him what ha- would happen if he threw, if they threw cops uh, or threw rocks at the uh, cops. And and he was or at the soldiers, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, they 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 would have to shoot them. I we, we're going to consider uh, being armed with a rock, uh, the same as being armed because it's nearly the same 
which right. is fucking preposterous. So I mean, it's just... we're, we're going to have uh, our troops go down there to become Israeli snipers, basically. Yeah. That's what that's we're going to do. That's an actual war crime, by the we're, way. We're going to yeah. become we're going to become Israeli death squads on our southern border and shoot kids. Now, the thing is, this has already happened. The, there was a border patrol agent that shot a kid for throwing a rock about four or five years ago, who wasn't even on the American side. He was on the the he was in like a like a you know, like uh, one of these um, flood ravine type things. He was in it mm-hmm. on the Mexican, technically a Mexican side, threw a rock. Border Patrol shot him, shot this kid dead. Shot dead a right. child for throwing a rock. Unfucking real. Yeah. By so, the way, that's all. Yeah. That's, I just, that's you know, when, I, when I say fuck the troops, it's because troops are just comps with a passport, right? It's the same mentality. It's the same imperialism. It's the same state violence to kill brown people. Uh, so Lexi Alexander uh, tweeted out today. She's awesome, by the way. If you, if anyone listening doesn't know her, she uh, directed uh, Punisher Warzone. She's a pretty badass uh, director and uh, leftist. She tweeted out, uh, as, pal- as Palestinians and their allies have told you for years, shooting and killing people who throw rocks is barbaric murder, which is a nice reminder to all the liberals who apologize for Israel still. I still fucking... I, on a, on a you know monthly basis, have to talk to somebody who considers himself a lefty who still is like, well, yeah, but they do the. It's just like, no, you're you're defending fucking war criminals. Like that that is literally in the Geneva, Geneva Convention to shoot an unarmed person uh, or somebody throwing rocks or projectiles is against the rules of engagement. It's a fucking war crime, and you could be brought up uh, on a uh, you can be brought to military tribunal for it. But of course, that never gets enforced because we fucking uh, literally order our troops to do that now. But it's it's an unlawful order. You're you're actually if if you uh, participate in it, and a lot of veterans today were actually tweeting about this. You're you're committed. You're you're following un- an unlawful order, and you could be court-martialed for uh, just following that order. So, you know. It, it, it's just fucking unreal, man. Well, like, it, I don't think they're really going to send 15,000 troops. This is just another one of those things he fucking says, and then people forget about it, and then it never happens. He'll send some, though, for sure. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, when they get here two years later, when there's an election, he'll send some, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it's just, it's the, the idea that these people, the most desperate, pe- pe- you know, think how bad it has to be to flee multiple countries over. You know, how bad the, the you know, uh, drug cartels are how bad the famine is, how poor you have to be to risk fleeing across the continent knowing that the people might try to kill you along the way. And actually, some of them have been killed along the way already uh, by police. Um, how bad it's got to be. And no, these, these fucking racists in this country don't think, hey, maybe there's a good reason they're doing that. Maybe they're fuck- so desperate that they know that coming here, risking their life is is a better story or a better, you know, odds for them than staying where they were, which where they know they were guaranteed to be killed by someone. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Canada should really just send a bunch of boats, like a bunch of cruise ships to the uh, Gulf and pick them up and be like, guys, it's fine. We'll, we'll just take you. We'll, we'll just go around. Uh, we'll take you down and yeah. up and around back. Canada's just as bad as we are in, in some sense. Yeah, stuff and like again, that. you <laughs> saw the, the, the CBC headline when this uh, Bolsonaro guy got elected in oh, Brazil. Their first headline was, hey, we could make some money on lumber. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. and then they had to fucking apologize. They got dragged so hard that they had to apologize for that tweet. It's like, maybe you should, you know, it's not the tweet that's the problem. It's the thing that, it's the fact that you, you actually think that this is good. You're not you apologizing. It's absolutely disgusting. And for people that don't know, uh, Jair Bolsonaro won um, the presidential election in Brazil, although the results are in dispute and they think that he probably cheated to win, which wouldn't shock me considering he's a fucking fascist lunatic. Um, And this guy is unique. He's a unique menace to the world, like way more so than Donald Trump, if you can believe that, because um, he, you know, Brazil has a fairly uh, prominent place in the world uh, at the moment, you know, in terms of of, of uh, Latin America, and it's he's such a fucking lunatic. And I, it, to for to see people like the CBC or the Washington Post or the fucking Wall Street Journal who endorsed him 
act like he's a right-wing populist, how, like he's just a the, man of the people. Like, How does a U.S. newspaper endorse someone running for president in another country? What, what, how do, what even is that? Well, because like you were saying, he's 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 just so fucking into capitalism. Like he cannot get he cannot describe to you how much he loves capitalism and how little he gives a fuck about like workers' rights or any any well, the sure, rights of any but poor it's, people. It's, doesn't that just kind of like give away the game that we, when course. you've got a guy like Steve King endorsing a, a white supremacist to, to be the mayor of Toronto? Like what? That's not even your country. What the fuck are you doing? Oh no, um, the mask is totally off. Um, uh, but so Bolsonaro, you know, people compare him to Trump and say he's like a he's a right wing populist. He's 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 literally a fascist. Like it, it, you're doing such a journalistic, it's journalistic malpractice to call him a populist. It, it is it is so beyond. I, I just want to read some quotes I have here from Bolsonaro. Um, Evil Carl Sagan, as I call him. <laughs> he does kind of look like. <laughs> Like a, like a brown what, Carl. Look Sagan at a picture kind of. side by side. He looks exactly like no, he, Carl he really Sagan. does. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, Bolsonaro on women, race, and sexual orientation. Uh, Mr. Bolsonaro has described having a female child as a quote weakness, and has said he would not treat or pay women the same as men in the workplace. Uh, quote because women get more labor rights than men, meaning they get maternity leave. The employer prefers to hire men. I would not employ uh, them equally, but there are a lot of competent women out there. Uh, in 2014, he told a fellow lawmaker, "I would not rape you because you are not worthy of it." Um, that's 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 real nice. Uh, so, in 2013, he said that he would rather have a son who is an addict than a son who is gay, uh, and that he was quote proud to be homophobic. In June to, uh, 2011, he said he would rather his son die in a car accident than be gay. Adding, if a gay couple came to live in my building, the pro my property would lose value. If they uh, walk around holding hands, kissing, it would lose value. Uh, no one says that uh, out of fear of being pinned as a homophobe. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Doth thou protest too much, I think, on that one. Um, mm -hmm. But in April 2017, Mr. Bolsonaro spoke about visiting uh, traditional Afro-Brazilian communities. He described the weight of the residents using the word Orobas, uh, which is an outdated unit used to weigh cattle and agricultural products. Uh, quote, the lightest Afro descendant there weighed seven Orobas. They don't do anything. They are not even good for procreation. <laughs> I mean, this is just fucking like well, and, cartoonishly uh, villainous. Not all of these are recent quotes. Some of these go back a ways. But he's been in the government there for 30 years and was always considered to be just a wingnut. And no one took him seriously. And now suddenly people started taking him seriously, and he becomes this populist and has all this support. So, you know, my question is like, well, how much did the CIA do ads for? You know, like they clearly something helped him all of a sudden. You know, fascism doesn't just rise on its own for no reason. It's funny you mentioned the CIA, it. by the way, because uh, this is his uh, opinion on torture. Uh, I'm in favor of torture. You know that, and the people are in favor of it too. Uh, he also uh, voted yes on a measure uh, to bring back torture, uh, and he said in memory of Colonel uh, Carlos Alberto Brillante Ustra, the uh, terror of Dilma Rousseff, I vote yes. Who's mm -hmm. literally somebody that tortured the former president Dilma Rousseff? Yeah, uh, what, you know when she was younger. I mean, he, he's, he's just he a also said that uh, Pinochet should have killed thirty thousand more leftists, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's like. Um, he says he wants to kill like left his leftist opponents in the country. Like he's a fucking right. Maniac. Well, and it's you know Brazil hasn't been a democracy for very long, right? So you can have this happen very easily when you don't have you know well-founded democratic institutions. But about thirty years. It, it's you know it, you look at what ha what's happened in this country. How quickly people just start frothing at the mouth when once they have a, a tyrant as a ruler who they see as their savior. You know, yeah. who's going to purge the undesirables that they blame for their job loss or, you know, blame for uh, um, marginalized people suddenly having slightly more rights, you know, that they view the equality as, you know, an attack on them, uh, that if you have equality, it's a genocide against white people. So it's, you know, it, of course, this can happen anywhere, but I highly doubt that our our friends at the deep state didn't have something to do with elevating this person because oh, they, you know, because we, they were moving further to the left. And so what always happens in South, in, you know, South America, you have 
a, a, a labor movement sweeps the country, reforms are made, things get better for people, and they don't want to play ball with uh, with U.S. corporations or, or trade on the dollar, right? And suddenly we uh, there's a, a, a new popular movement to take those people out, you know? And I don't think that happens organically, ever. They literally drummed up charges against uh, Lula, this, this very popular politician from Brazil, who uh, at one point was, was kind of the Bernie Sanders of Brazil. He eventually kind of became more of a neoliberal but he was still you know very popular mm-hmm. and they came up with these kind of trumped up corruption charges against him and they put him in jail uh literally put him in jail so that he couldn't run for president because they yeah, have a, a, and, a law that says you can't run for president if you're and the uh, the judge who put him in jail is now going to be the new justice minister under this new fascist administration yeah, weird. funny how that works um but so now the reason i say he's a fascist beyond just the fact that he's obviously a fucking horrible person this is this uh and the fact that he wants to do torture this is his view on democracy which as you said is only about 30 well you said it's young it's only about 30 years old in in brazil so this guy was in politics before they uh had democracy in, in brazil essentially uh so it's really not that wild of a notion that they could just do away with elections altogether uh this is what he says about democracy uh, after criticizing Brazil's government during a 1999 interview, Mr. Bolsonaro was asked whether he would shut down Congress if he were president. He said, there is no doubt I would perform a, a coup on the same day. Congress doesn't work. and I'm sure that at least 90% of the population would celebrate and applaud because it doesn't work. Uh, the Congress today is useless. Let's do the coup already. Let's go straight to the dictatorship. Uh, in the same interview, he also said, elections won't change anything in this country. Unfortunately, it will only change on the day we break out in civil war and do the job that mil- that the military regime didn't do, killing 30,000. If some innocent people die, that's fine. In every war, innocent people die. I will be happy if I die as long as 30,000 others go with me. Uh, at a rally this month, uh, or well, uh, in, uh, on October 21st of this year, Mr. Bolsonaro vowed to imprison or exile his political opponents once in office. This time, the cleanup will be even greater. Uh, This group, if they want to stay, they will have to abide by our laws. Either they stay out or they will go to jail. So, yeah. Well, and of course, the media won't call that fascism. They just say, oh, that's just far right. That's just far right. That's, it could be your, your uncle, for all we know, you know? So, yeah, it's in, in the same thing with you in, in the 1930s uh, when the New York Times was saying, well, Trump, uh, the, Hitler is not really that anti-Semitic. He just says that as rhetoric. You're not going to have to worry once he's in power. You know, and it, it's it's the media, the same thing with Trump. The media, um, they elevate these people. They elevate these fascists. And then when it's too late, they go, oops, we didn't we didn't know who could have known, who could have foreseen this. And then they try to counter it, and they get played. You know, the same way, like John Stewart said, the media is getting played by Trump by not calling out what he's doing, but getting into these little, you know, tit for tat skirmishes that Trump's always going to win because they think that they can call him out as, uh, you know, being a liar without actually saying the word liar, and then they've done their job. Well, that's that doesn't work because he's just going to scoot around something like that. Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely disgusting, um, and you know, I. I, I'm increasingly becoming worried that when Trump loses and he will lose, you know, if the Democrats don't fuck it up and, and try to push someone uh, horrible on us, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, he's not going to accept the results of the election. He's going to fucking say that it was, I mean, he doesn't now he's, he's doing it beforehand. He sets it up. I say he's setting, doing it for the midterms. He's saying, you know, a lot of voter fraud, blah, 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 all this bullshit that he knows isn't true. Um, what do you think his fucking lunatic supporters are going to do if he gets voted out of office? I mean, we, we already see what they're fucking doing in, in little, you know, patches, you know, sending bombs to a bunch of fucking Democrats or shooting up a synagogue. But, like, what do you think they're going to do in mass if they I think d- that he would have not well from them? Right. And the thing about people like that is they're not well organized. They're they're blind followers in that sense. You know, they worship authority. It's true. They they there's going to be all the, the you know the wing nuts that will lash out, and there will be more of that, I'm sure. But as a movement, 
they, you know, it's like they get they they fall asleep after nine o'clock. You know, <laughs> they can't stay out. They're not. Well, it's never the old gonna be, ones do. But there's I'm, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of young fucking Nazis out there now. Which is, I think, one of the things that this election kind of opened my eyes to is how many fucking young, pissed off, like sexless white dudes there are who really resonate with Trump's message for some reason. Sure. Well, anytime more than 10 MAGA chud Nazi neo-Nazis get together, they'll be surrounded by a hundred people from Antifa. So I'm, I'm not worried about that That's so true. much. It's, it's more of the, the, the continued erosion of the values we have. And then we forget where we, you know, how better things were five years ago and the media goes along with it and it just becomes normalized and we just, you know, lesser of more evil ourselves further and further towards evil. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just really fucking horrifying. And, um, yeah, I mean, Bolsonaro, you know, Trump loves Bolsonaro. Uh, Jeff Sessions. Oh, Bolton. Did you hear what, what Bolton? John Bolton oh, said today? Oh, he, he was to work with him. Oh, yes. He was just, he's like, oh, finally a bastion of freedom and liberty in South America. And it's like, anytime. Sure, some, if words don't have meaning. <laughs> yeah, well, no, freedom and liberty is just basically fascism. That's that's literally what comes out of that fucking monster's mouth. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very worried about that because he, he's a menace and he's going to be in control of a very powerful country. Um yeah, I, I I keep not I keep trying to not say World War Three, but like there's so many dominoes are being lined up on like I can just in, in 40 years from now hear, you know, Dan Carlin's hardcore history, him talk about like all the different elections of all these fucking lunatics and then and all the kind of, you know, bullshit, uh, you know, Russiagate stuff that helped escalate tensions between the U.S. and Russia and the U.S. and Iran like. It, it it's just very worrisome when I when I see pieces moving into place for something that's uh, gonna be you know potentially the most catastrophic uh, war oh. in the history of the planet and maybe you know will wipe out human civilization as we know it. Uh, we're all fucking nuclear weapons I, now. I, I I think you're not gonna have superpowers ever want to go there, right? Like they want their proxy wars that they can manage and contain. And when they want to dial up the, uh, you know, the the destabilizing fact factors, they can. And then sometimes they want to dial it down, as we have now seen, where it looks like Pompeo no longer is supporting the massacre in Yemen, and he wants to put the kibosh on that in 30 days. So I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, but, I it see it. you know, we we that can talk more on that later if you like. But but no, and I agree with you largely, but. Intention wise, I think that's true what you said. But I think that when you actually look at like, you know, wars throughout history, especially the world wars, they do start with little proxy wars. And it's just unfortunately, I think shit, uh, when it goes wrong, has a tendency to snowball no matter what, you know, the countries want. So like we could be we are in proxy wars all over the fucking, you know, all over the globe. Um and you know we're in a we're in a proxy war in Syria, but like if we, uh, you know, start getting into conflict with Russia, who are also in Syria, which we you know we we've talked about a lot, and shoot down a couple of Russian fighter jets, we're like right back on the brink of another Cold War with them. Like that, yeah. that's you know well, it, it, it just it's, uh, shit can go wrong accidentally. That's like monumentally cat. I mean, you know, the fucking First World War started with an assassination of. You know, Franz Ferdinand, a seemingly kind of minor event that that sure. spiraled into a horrific, you know, war. So well, I, don't know. I, mean, I think that's why superpowers want to be superpowers is they don't want small countries instigating something like they want to be the really in control of that stuff if it does happen. And I don't see America supporting a large scale war. Uh, anytime soon you know like we've got our little wars that are mostly bombing but i don't see any big boots on the ground thing happening anytime soon especially because there's nobody Brand, that we yeah. no nah, it's never gonna happen with iran it's just that it's they're always gonna be the boogeyman and then we're never gonna do anything because they they would wipe us off <laughs> you know like the, they they are on par with russia as far as military you know we're not gonna we're gonna yeah. stay all around them and threaten them forever and we're never going to actually have a you know a real battle with them. It's you know it's it takes I, I a lot right. of energy 
Well, I mean, it, this is this is. I'm almost forty years old, and it's been this way my entire life. We've been on the brink of war with Iran for forty years, and I'm just like, yeah, shit, are gonna off the pot. You know, I it's never gonna happen. It, I don't know that we've won't. ever had people. It, just as a counter to that, though, I don't know that we've ever had people at the highest levels of the Defense Department and you know, National Security Advisor, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, who are this, who have this much of a hard on for going, actually going, like John Bolton really wants to wipe Iranians and Muslims off the face of the fucking I know, planet. I get it. I get it. But it, and it's they I, they had more people know, in the Bush administration that wanted that to happen and it still didn't happen. Like more people were pushing for in actually invading Iran who were in yeah, the actual cabinet true. positions who wanted it then than now. Now you've My, just got Bolton who's a NATSEC advisor. He doesn't have any real power other than just to whisper in the president's ear. Yeah, Pompeo doesn't seem super... I don't know. Man. No, Pompeo well, doesn't like this shit. He's... I mean, the CIA does not like big, open, huge, bloody combat wars they can't control. They like these little wars they can control. They like these little quick coups where they can just zip in and out and no one knows what happened, right? They don't want a big, visible war that Americans are going to think about every day. They, they don't want us thinking about the seven wars we're in already, Right, it's it's great ratings True. when it first starts, but nobody wants to keep tuning in and hearing about dead soldiers. They just don't. They're not going to support it. I, uh, you know, I hope you're right, but if I'm right, that's that <laughs> we're fucked basically. But no, the reason I say that is because I think that they actually got pretty close to bringing us into war with Iran. The problem with that uh, they had in the Bush administration is that they overplayed their hand. They got us into. They, I don't think they anticipated how fucking unpopular the Iraq War would be and how much of a fucking nightmare it would be logistically, because they're morons and they, you know, did zero planning whatsoever uh, to go into Iraq. Yeah, and I think I think you're right they, on that front. Yeah, that they, you know I mean, it became such they, a fucking albatross for them. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, and that's it's just like they didn't learn from Vietnam. They don't understand that you can never beat someone on their home turf. Right. No, you can't no. invade a country and take it over and win the way you could, uh, you know, uh, say the 40s, you know, or like the 1700s or 1800s. You could do that. Sure, right. Yeah. You you can't do that now. It takes the, the energy. The populations are so much larger. You know, uh, people who can arm themselves and have, uh, you know, guerrilla warfare. It, it's like no army in the world can sustain that unless they're willing to basically uh, overtake the population with their own population, which is what you know, middle Eve, middle ages wars were. Was you would go in and take over the population and basically commit ethnic cleansing, and you became that population, you know, and that's the only way yeah. you could really win. But that you know, again, takes generations, and we want to do it in a matter of months or, or years, or I guess twenty years in Afghanistan. But it's still like there, there was a fucking general to this week who. Um, he was in Afghanistan, and there was an assassination temp attempt on his life. And he Fine. got up on a podium, and he said, "You know, I just don't think the war, or the uh, the war in Afghanistan, can be won militarily." And it's like, "Holy shit! <laughs> Gee, Holy you shit! Think? I could have told him that 17 years ago. Why am I not fucking president?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh God, I just—they're so fucked. Um, yeah, we're pretty much fucked. Yeah, I can't see a way out of it. The, the Yemen thing is interesting, though, because uh, Mattis did, you know, make a declaration that that there needs to be a ceasefire within thirty days, and both sides need, of the conflict, uh, which is hilarious, <laughs> need to um, both sides meet. of the conflict. What yeah, the, the, the limbless orphans, or the, yeah, they, they yeah. need to chill the fuck out, or else they're gonna. Well, no, so the the big lie, and 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 I say lie. I mean it. The big. Um, uh, exaggeration of the Saudi war is that the Saudis say that they're not bombing the Yemen, the Yemeni uh, citizens. They're uh, fighting off these Houthi militants from Iran who are like being, you know, basically as part of a proxy war with Iran. Now that's wildly overstating uh, the Iranian presence there, but basically they're trying to uh, help out the, the Yemeni people who are being literally fucking genocided by the Saudis. It's a really, complicated situation well but... those kids were on a school bus they should have thought about that first <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I, yeah I mean really right it's so it's just you know it's disgusting but uh, for whatever reason probably again because fascists are 
very arrogant. They don't think through uh, the consequences of their actions because they also tend to be uh, rich piece of shit fail sons like Donald Trump or Mohammed bin Salman. Um, and they overplayed their hand with the Jamal Khashoggi uh, murder. And now everyone's got their eyes on them. So the U.S. is like, fuck, I guess we can't keep giving them weapons and refueling their jets. We need to actually pretend like we give a fuck about human rights. Right. Which, LOL, we don't. Well, but. and, you know, Pompeo obviously is a former spook for the CIA, but now he's got this big hard on for trying to look like a decent statesman. And all this Khashoggi stuff looks really bad. And it reflects on him yeah. really bad because he has to go shake hands with these guys. He's he's the guy from America that has to be in the pictures with them. And so it's it's like I really wanted to get uh, an email from him this week regarding, uh, you know, uh, the Yemen thing or this deadline. But it feels like they were trying to very much downplay it and keep it out of the news. So he didn't do any of that. But uh, I did get one about meeting with the, you know, the, the Saudi crown prince. And it was just very like, well, we've got a difficult situation with the Khashoggi uh, incident <laughs> was how it was worded. Incident. <laughs> it was like, incident. you know, that little... Go- meditated assassination <laughs> yeah. and decapitation. That little incident. That little flub up where we strangled him and then decapitated him, cut his fingers off while he was still breathing. Yeah, well, this the this the little... Yeah. Kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you would have to be totally inhuman to, to be from the West or be from America and still want to be associated with Saudi Arabia right now, you'd have to be somebody as awful as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, or yeah, or Vince McMahon. Yeah, so uh, we talked for you know a while about uh, the, the WWE show that they had scheduled for Saudi Arabia, uh, WWE Crown Jewel, which they were under a tremendous amount of pressure from the mainstream press to cancel. Um, but they went forward with the event, and they had it this afternoon. Uh, so as if they couldn't make uh, matters any fucking worse, they were like, you know what? We're already doing this fucking, you know, rock and roll fantasy camp for this murderous, you know, dictator. Uh, might as well just throw in the fucking, you know, dried up uh, old racist, you know, to boot. Uh, Hulk Hogan's been kind of excommunicated from wrestling since, uh, I guess, or late last year, early last year, whatever it was, when a... Uh, snippet of his uh sex tape which is not something anyone should ever have to see uh, made its way to the internet where he was talking to his the, the woman he was with in the video about how he hates the fact that his daughter uh is dating a black guy and he said you know i, I guess i am a bit racist but i don't like you know fucking n-words or you know just just who's, real racist horrific who has shit. that on their mind while they're in the middle of a, making a sex tape <laughs> Like, well, oh no, he man, didn't know he was being great. recorded. He was just like, hooking no, up I know with he doesn't know. Wife. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, still, but like, you're you're like actually having sex. He's, he's just a great guy all the around. The thing obviously. on your brain is, I hate black people. Like, that's what you think in your head while you're yeah. having sex. <laughs> like, how... Well, it was after to be <laughs> to be fair. To so me. it was pillow talk. He's like, oh yes, man, that, that was, was great. That, 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 now, yeah. now to get back to my my everyday job, <laughs> which is hating the yeah. What. So yeah, he's he's been basically kind of excommunicated since then. They've tried to bring him back a few times, and like the black wrestlers in the roster were like, "Uh, yeah, you're not gonna do that. We're we're not gonna like pretend that he's cool now." Um, but I guess they decided to rip the bandaid off since they already have just the worst <laughs> PR nightmare of right. all time. His you know, hair going. came They're off like, of that Band-Aid, by the way. He was uh, <laughs> he was growing some plugs or something, and then it was just whoop. No, he, gone. so what what he has actually, it's it's really funny. He he's got like a total, you know, uh, like. Uh, bald on reverse mullet whatever you know bald on top and then the the hair around the sides right he has he has hair he has hair like built into his bandanas like i've seen yeah it's 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 fucking gross it's so like dude it's it's like trump it's like it's just the most vain like absurd like dude just shave your head it's fine like yeah nobody thinks you still have hair like it's it's like he still he can hand, still do like the broom, big you know, you know the, bristles. the gross looking trucker mustache and whatever. <laughs> I don't want to think about him. My my pillow talk is I don't want to think about old bald racists. Yeah, so he came back and hosted, uh, and they had it anyway, and you know it was fucking you know horrific. Well, from what you were telling me, because... it was very different from the last one. In the last one was like a big you know huge PR thing for Saudi Arabia, and you said this time they didn't even like want to talk about it being in Saudi Arabia. 
Yeah. So basically, you know, in the lead up to it, since the Khashoggi thing and everyone was like, hey, you're going to cancel it, right? And they just would be like, well, you know, this Saturday we have Crown Jewel coming up. And they wouldn't say from where. And they wouldn't mention Saudi Arabia. And on the website for location, it said null. Like it, it literally listed null on like the ticket website. Um, what? You know, presu- presumably the Saudi ticket website had the actual location. How it. would people know where to go unless? Well, were... well, so like the you, you'd go to like the Saudi version of Ticketmaster, I, I assume, whatever they sell. Oh, you know, gotcha. Um, gotcha. But like on their website, where you can like link to ticket links, like they'll have like like an events calendar. It would say null as the location, and everything else had like a location next to it. It was just so absurd. It was like, guys, you, this is so shameful. Like th- this is like the most shame. Like, um, yeah, it, it was absurd. And uh, so they basically did the event, but they didn't do any of the propaganda videos that they did last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my understanding, I didn't watch it. I was at work and I canceled my network subscription uh, because oh, I'm not going to give this company another fucking <laughs> dime for the rest of my life. If I, that, Which is not to say I'll never watch wrestling again because I, I genuinely enjoy it and I enjoy the performers, some of whom uh, I really respect for their principles, like Daniel Bryan, who uh, had a title match scheduled and he refused to go. So they had to write him off the show. Hmm. Um, so good on him. Same with John Cena. They had to write him off the show. Um, but if I ever watch again, I'll just pirate it. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just, I'll just pirate right. it and yeah. not give the money. Well, don't um, get caught because if you're, uh, if they find out you do that in Saudi Arabia, they chop your hands off if you get caught stealing. So, yeah. Or if or, you write or, or if you... <laughs> you write anything critical of the crown prince, you chop off your fingers. You'd think they would just do that and then leave them. Like, oh, you can't type any more articles now for the Washington Post. <laughs> right, really, right. But like, I'm, I'm sure yeah. that like they thought that they could do some amount of dismemberment to send a message, and then they probably kind of like wised up and were like, oh wait, no, we can't, we can't let this guy ever be be allowed to speak ever again uh, or write <laughs> no, anything. No, no. Like, we yeah. better just cut them up into little tiny bits and flush them down the toilet. Yeah, that that they really bungled that whole that 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 was a real real dumb fucking move on their part. Do you like see, to see the Onion article heart. where um, uh, Crown Prince regretful for botched execution. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. Normally we're so much more careful and clean about wiping people off the off the face of the earth. This one really didn't turn out well. <laughs> and he's like apologizing to the family for you know having to chop him up instead of just killing him and disappearing him. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of horrific things, uh, Hillary Clinton's back in the news this week. Um, yeah, as if, uh, you know, we haven't heard. As if it couldn't get any worse. As if it couldn't get any worse. So, uh, you know, we, we talked for the last couple of weeks about Bernie Sanders, you know, the fucking Energizer Bunny running all over the country doing <laughs> like nine fucking rallies, you know, in, in eight days for, for these Democratic House candidates that are in tight races, um, turning out, you know, thousands and thousands of people to these rallies, you know, uh, getting people out to vote, inspiring them. Um you know, a very selfless uh, move on his part. He doesn't have to do and that. And just getting to a ton of media coverage for it, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, of course. They're, that's that's all they're talking about on on MSNBC and CNN, right? No, oh yeah. wait, no, they haven't covered them at all, really. No, no, it's no, it's, it's been nonstop Joe Biden, and I can't imagine why that would be. Um, yeah, gee, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because he's, they think he's the only one who can knock Bernie off, which is funny because. We we've t- I think we've talked about it on the show before. Joe Biden is fucking awful when it comes to campaigning. Like he'll start with a good lead. He's like Hillary in that way. Is he'll start with a decent number. Yeah, his numbers yeah. will only ever go down. Like he's well, ran for president twice. Exactly. And it's it's like tanked. you notice how you don't see ads on TV for things you actually need, like water, um, or things like I don't know, bicycle. You never see an ad for a bicycle on television. But no, one no. out one out of five primetime ads is for is for a car. Now, I, I, I wonder, why would Joe Biden need to be trending nonstop on Twitter? Why would they be all just nonstop reporting on Joe Biden going out and doing these rallies for candidates and not about Bernie? Uh, could it possibly be because Bernie's wildly popular and no one really likes Joe Biden that much? And every time they poll people, it's people that are 70 years or older and it's their home phones they ask them about. And that's like the only way they can make Joe Biden look better in the party. <laughs> well, did you see that that one poll w- w- that they ran just just totally without any kind of caveats or context, of course, on CNN, 
uh, it was like, oh, well, poll of likely voters, Joe Biden, 33%, Bernie Sanders, 13%. When you read the actual um, methodology of their polling, they didn't poll enough 18 to 34-year-olds to even register in the poll. So they didn't count their 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 votes towards the poll. It's literally like mostly 55 and older uh, likely voters that they polled in that poll. But but they pre- presented it as if that's like that was what would happen in the primary. They're doing it again. They're doing the same shit that they did in 2015 and 2016, where they would tell you uh, the super delegate totals before the votes even happened. So it was a foregone conclusion. Oh yeah, that the, Hillary the would win all very, these. This is the very just... first um, primary was Iowa, and they said after the Iowa primary, or Iowa caucus, Bernie had what 25 delegates and Hillary had 239. It's just it, like they're totally fucking Strange. lying. There was only one caucus. It's it's weird. I wonder how she got so many. Oh, you're just counting all these unelected piece of shit, uh, you know, super delegate votes before the uh, primaries even take place. That that seems a little well off. And, and you know how they they always say, well, we're trying to get out the vote, and it's young people's fault for not voting, when in fact it's like half of all registered Democrats didn't vote in 2016, um, including Sally Albright. <laughs> uh, so our, our friend Ash did early voting today in Ohio. I and that, yeah. in early voting, even early voting, she was there for like three hours, right? Just huge lines, huge lines. And the election day isn't even till Tuesday, right? And it, it's like if all the people that were registered to vote went to vote, it would cause chaos. There's no way everyone who's registered to vote could actually vote unless you made voting, you know, like a, a national holiday or had like a week long or like Oregon has mail-in ballots and their their voter turnout is like 75% because they you have like three weeks to vote, right, by mail. You can sit down and do it in your spare time, then drop it off and just, uh, you know, mail it if you want to. Um, so it, it's like th- this is on purpose. They don't want that many people to vote. And then we're shamed because our generation is somehow lazy. Like, we, we had some of the highest voter turnout ever for our age group in 2016. We have the most educated uh, generation in history with millennials. And then they say, oh, they're too lazy. They don't care. It's bullshit. No, it's the, the people that don't in that age group that don't vote uh, know that it won't make a fucking difference. Or they feel like it won't make a difference because of the apathy of politicians. They're young and they already have seen this happen in their lives. And they know that there's no fucking point. Or at least that's how they feel. All of that is to say that uh, Hillary Clinton was asked whether or not she would uh, run again uh, or whether or not she would like to run. She said, no, I would not like to run again. And then she was pressed further and she was like, well, I would like to be president. Um, well, she and then didn't she, say it like that. She said, I'd like to be yeah, I'd like president. To be president. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, I don't want to do it uh, democratically, well, but I just like to get it, you know, just, the, just I, I would lo- I would love for you guys to just give it to me because I'm the yeah. most entitled fucking human being on the just planet. And the fact that I think I can title. run again after losing two fucking horribly embarrassing presidential you after know, getting uh, Trump elected. Everything that's happening now is her fucking fault. It's Debbie Wasserman Schultz's fault. They fucking cheated. And this is what we told them was going to happen. And so, uh, and they further press. Uh, she further kind of expanded. And she was like, "Well, you know, I, 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 I won't, I won't do anything like that." She basically said, "Like, I won't make a decision until after the midterms." Was the gist of what she, what she implied. Mm-hmm. So, so, so she literally is thinking about running for president again. And of course, this room full of fucking, uh, you know, uh, clowns that actually would pay to go see a Hillary Clinton speech all applauded wildly when she said that she'd like to be president. And it's like, this, these are the only rooms that they, that her people let her in, which is why she's such a fucking egomaniac. And she actually thinks that people like her. Yeah. I I just want to point out for the record, she has a lower approval rating than Donald Trump. They polled last month. She has a 36% (laughs) approval rating. Still, You know how fucking bad you have to be to be a non-elected official and have a lower approval rating than Donald fucking Trump. And then you have people like the, the, the two actors from Broad City who even said, look, we love Hillary, but we think it's just time for somebody younger. Like Elizabeth Warren. Then they said, we, you know, uh, a Democratic Socialist like De- Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. And I was just like, oh, you were so close to getting the point. And then you fucking blew it. And it flew right over your head. Yeah, oh, of course. It, he, he, anyone um, who thinks Kamala Harris is a Democratic Socialist, 
probably thinks she, she probably Hillary punched you in the face if you told her she was a socialist. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or she like how dare you? you? I'm a fucking yeah. cop. I am a prosecutor. I am I, I am a capitalist through and through. Like yeah, <laughs> like and, Charlie Carr. I live my life as a capitalist every day. What do you do, Jenk? Yeah, that would be Kamala Harris's it, it, response, it, more or less. Yeah, and Elizabeth Warren again. It's just, it's like she doesn't inspire anyone. She's just timid. No, she's, she's she she, gets, she has no political courage. She has zero political courage. She's a, a, a capitalist through and through. She just has some mildly left of the mainstream Democratic Party policies, uh, and she has no con- uh, conviction of her, you know, ideas, and has no courage to actually stand for something. So yeah, I, w- I well, would vote for her. I still see headlines about her, you know, testing the waters for a presidential run. It's just like, no, nope. oh, she's going to run. She'll, gonna she'll run. run, and she'll get about two months out of it, and then call it in. It's she's it's going to go nowhere. And same as Mike Bloomberg, same as Joe Biden. Or he, or if Biden runs, he might actually get the nomination again. Then we'll lose to Trump. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. You know, just imagine six more years of Donald Trump. The the shit he's done already, all the shit that he's doing with executive orders. Just Democrats, uh, really, just doing a bang up fucking job, not throwing all of their weight behind Bernie right now, and and, and you know, <laughs> not pushing the person that could so easily destroy Donald Trump in an election. Just imagine if we lived in a sane world. And you had a party like the Democrats who really were fighting hard. And there was this guy named Bernie Sanders that wanted to run as an independent. And you thought to yourself as a sane Democrat, man, I wish that we had the most popular politician on our team and wanted to run as the head of our party because, man, we could really do some good with that. Yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine <laughs> if that was an option. <laughs> it's it's like you would think every every person who actually gave a shit about stopping fascism, about stopping Trump, would be begging Bernie, would be throwing everything they could behind Bernie, would be writing op-ed after op-ed about what an amazing uh, movement Bernie is leading. And instead, it's crickets. It's still, it's just like, nope, we're going to get Tom Perez in there. We're going to, you know, we're going to get Joe Biden in there. It's, they... I don't see anyone that wants to win. A couple people right now, you know, Andrew Gillum looks like he legitimately wants to win. Like he was running a good campaign and wants to win. Um, I, he still wants to be everybody's friend. Opter- operatives came in and fucked it up, but he's still running a decent campaign. Yeah. All things yeah. considered. So it, it's just, this is, this is, it's frustrating, but again, it's like they have to run these ads, these these articles for Joe Biden because they are trying to control the narrative, and they know he's not actually very popular. He just isn't. They have to gin up all these fake polls, right? So credit to how hard of a fighter Bernie is, uh, and, and other guys like uh, Ojeda, um, all these uh, you know so, uh, Democratic Socialist women Carol that are running. Carol, <laughs> no, uh, damn, forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, it, it's look how popular he is with no mainstream media coverage, it, it, or, or if it is, it's negative still to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just I can't do it again. I can't fucking do it. Like part of me is like, you know what? Let her run because it'll be embarrassing for her, and she'll lose again, and she'll siphon off a lot of the centrist votes, and uh, you know, steal votes away from Biden and from Harris, and all the progressive votes will go to Bernie, and he'll win. Um, but I know that their cheating knows no bounds and that they would do literally whatever they could up to and including basically a coup on the convention floor with the superdelegates if she fucking loses to Bernie. Like, I, I, I'm convinced that she's the only one in that party who's powerful enough to tell them, like, I don't care that I lost the popular vote in the primaries. You're going to vote for the superdelegates are going to push me over the edge and you're going to make me the nominee. Like I, Maybe, I don't foresee. Yeah, I mean they. Like, I couldn't. Some of them have ad- admitted that you know priority one in twenty twenty is to stop Bernie. Priority two is to stop Trump. So yeah. it, if if it looks like Bernie's going to get the nomination, they will do anything to stop him, anything. And if that yeah. means four more years of Trump, that doesn't hurt them. They don't give a shit. That just that means more emails to fundraise against, uh, you know, the more more uh, uh, deported refugees that we can put on our our door hangers uh, for for Democrats. 
maybe you know maybe if they did fuck him over like that at a con- like in a convention coup basically then then he would just run as an independent and be like all right fuck this i give no, up no he's still <laughs> I well Quincy. well I, you know but they they're probably going to make him sign something to run as a democrat that says you can't run as an independent if you you know that that's quote unquote sore loser clause which a lot of states have they're going to they're going to make him sign a federal equivalent of that where he won't be able to run as an independent sure. or as a Sure. Well, I, I, you know, a lot of people think that the only reason he didn't turn on the Democrats and do that in 2016 was because he knew he was going to run again and he knew that he had to still play ball with the party. I, I think that that's true. A second yeah. time if they fuck him, then you know, I I, I would love to see it. I know uh, Jimmy Dore <laughs> would love to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, it's still, it's just like the, the work of creating an entirely new party and getting on the ballot in 50 states is you can't do that between a primary and the general election. It just doesn't, yeah. it can't happen that fast. I mean, I, I, I do think he should have taken Jill Stein's offer up last go around. I'm increasingly thinking that he should have taken that offer up and just ran. Uh, she was, she was willing to take the VP slot and let him run as the head of the green ticket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just don't think he'd ever do that it's no like he, he wouldn't but he's he started off in an, where the green party is you know that's where he was and he realized for 10 years that wasn't going to work and you in order to get anywhere he had to put himself further you know in towards the democratic party and hold on to his own values right and you're never going to have somebody who's a, a, a sitting senator then go run as president on a on a third party i just don't see that ever happening yeah and they're never going to let another Bernie happen, which is why I think it's really important that he fucking wins this this primary, this you know this twenty twenty primary, because I I think that they've they they'll never let another prominent progressive independent win a fucking election ever, like because they he he managed to build up power over thirty years of winning small elections and then winning well uh, you know, I mean a seat in the house you, you and then, can't prevent someone from running as an independent and possibly becoming a senator in Vermont. <laughs> you just can't. It's like you can't prevent it. But yeah. I dude, I don't know, man. Like they, they, they've we've seen them run fucking negative ads about Democrats that are progressive. Like the Democratic Party has paid sure. for well, ads. You know, it, you it's know like, look what they try to do to uh, Julia Salazar. Right. And she's she was a Democrat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they they tried to uh, um you know, accuse her of being the victim of sexual assault, thinking that would hurt her campaign. Like they had a guy w- willing to take the heat for sexually assaulting her to try to hobble her campaign. That's how the because lengths they were willing to go to. Basically, they were, yeah, they were saying like her criticism of him is because he sexually assaulted her, not because it's a substantive criticism. Like wh- <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's your case. That is the most literally fucking insane. That's the thing. It's like it's not rational. They'll do anything. They'll they'll act like the dirtiest of dirty Republicans when it comes to protecting their money. <clears throat> and yeah, so you know, not well, super hopeful. But I guess we'll see no, what happens. Not hopeful. Um, but you know, <sighs> coming up this Tuesday, there is I think a lot to be hopeful for. We've got a lot of people we've been rooting for for a long time, and we're gonna find out good, how. Uh, Leftist candidates, yeah. Julie Salazar, you know, obviously. Uh, we have yeah. you know, people like Sarah Smith running. There, there's a lot of people. Sarah Smith is is one that'll be really close on the bubble because she's running against a long uh, incumbent Democrat in that district. She's, you know, that. that and they had what do they call that uh, election? They had that style Jungle of election primary, or right? Yeah. And she was the other guy was considerably ahead of her uh in the tally on that so we'll see he was but hopefully you know she's had a long time to kind of canvas and get her name out there and you know i think there's a lot of fear that in a uh, jungle primary scenario where it's like you know the top two vote getters no matter which party they're from end up uh advancing to the general i think there's a lot of fear from old school voters of like well i like sarah smith but i don't want to split adam's vote and make sure that you know the the republican t- you know ends up on the ballot so i'm just going to vote for adam because i know he's gonna probably win this primary but that's such a dumb way of thinking it, about stuff I it is that. It's, it's, it's stupid the, the same is is liberals in michigan saying well i i like abdul but i'm worried we'll that race, racist yeah. won't vote for him so i'm not going to either like that's just yeah, you're just admitting you're the racist? F- exactly <laughs> you're just um, aping the rights 
uh, Islamophobia yeah. as your own. Well, and so, but I think, but I think, you know, to to her benefit, to Sarah's benefit, uh, now that that's out of the way, and it's like there's no spoiler, you know, there's two Democrats, so you vote for the one that you more align with. We've showed you time and time again that uh, Democrats in this country, especially, uh, line up way more uh, on the Bernie Sanders side of the spectrum than on the Nancy Pelosi or you know Chuck Schumer side of the spectrum. So, I mean, the actual hopefully, she, yeah, the, yeah, the actual voters. So. Hopefully she's had enough, you know, canvassers out there really getting her message out and, you know, maybe get a fucking upset there. But there's a lot of important. I mean, we have uh, the Beto versus Ted Cruz debate uh, uh, race, uh, which is, you know, uh, I say debate because I still have fucking horror flashbacks to how fucking awful Beto did in that debate. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you saw that fucking... tweet I showed shared with you where somebody was it, it felt like a paid bot tweet where it was saying like i've never seen a, a politician more inspiring than beto and i just i who who agrees with me beto 2020 for president and like it had dozens of likes and shares and i'm like what the who the no one talks like that no real person thinks that way like if you if you think he's the most inspiring guy ever uh i, I got news for you you just tuned in yesterday if you think that yeah no he, he's fucking awful um but you know ted cruz is just just the worst of the worst and you know yeah eats his own buggers and punches his wife in the face and <laughs> tries to grossly kiss his daughter and likes <laughs> yeah. porn tweets and is the, maybe he's probably the zodiac killer and his dad probably killed jfk so you know yeah. it would be nice if we can get rid of ted cruz but uh you know the democrats will probably take it as a moral victory that they only lost by five points in texas and it's fine we made so much money off of him and we still didn't have to worry about actually winning so you know hey win-win for us yeah that's pretty much it it'll be john ossoff all over again so um (coughs) that'll be an interesting race but uh we're gonna do special coverage uh probably for you on wednesday because we're not gonna be able to fit all the election talk into uh, our regular show on Friday. We're just probably, you know, we're going to do like a, a kind of an election wrap up on Wednesday after we've had time mm-hmm. to kind of. We're not going to do a, a live <laughs> show the covering the entire thing on Tuesday like everybody else does. Yeah, no, <laughs> that would be. I think that we have be... enough competition. No, no, we have to watch those people so we know what to talk about. So we're not, we, we, we don't, we don't do live stuff. Although, although we have had a couple moments where something happened live while we were recording that yeah. felt like it was we were doing a live cast, but I don't remember what, what was it that happened. I don't remember what uh, it was. The, where we start, where we bombed Syria, like we actually bombed the Syrian military. Oh right, right, right. Yep, I remember yep. that. Um, I'd like to eventually get to a point where we can do some kind of live coverage of like. The, I I think by the time we get to the primary uh, debates, I'd like to maybe do some live kind of commentary over those if people would be interested in hearing that. So I guess you know, let yeah. us know on Facebook and Twitter. We could, we could just we could uh, play uh, Young Turks and do commentary about all the shitty things we don't agree with that they're seeing on Young Turks while yeah, they're right. actually live. Yeah. <laughs> we could do commentary of T yeah of TYT's commentary. That would be just you know. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman fucking nightmare. <laughs> um, How do you know I won't be seeing what you're seeing in court, Malkovich? <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, on that note, yeah. So come back Wednesday. We'll have our special uh, midterm election coverage episode. That'll be interesting one way or the other uh, for sure. Um, and yeah, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. We are uh, on Teespring. Uh, if you want to go and buy some merch and support the show, that's at teespring.com slash move left. They don't sell tea uh, there, do they? They don't, unfortunately, sell tea. No. They sell mugs. You could put your tea in a mug. There you with go. With move left idiots logo on it. It's a win-win. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you could put that mug in a tote bag. Uh, and then it'll spill everywhere, and then you'll have to buy a new tote bag. So, you know. Yeah, it'll spill on your shirt, and you have to buy a new shirt. So you can buy yeah, a Move Left yeah, Idiot exactly. shirt. <laughs> um, we're, oh, and we're on uh, the Apple Podcast app. You can go find us over there and uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, I am on Twitter at Move underscore Left. Uh, I am on Twitter at Chaos Riot 1999.
or be sure to follow his alternate account at uh, John Bolton's Mustache. <laughs> that is uh, M O U S. See, I don't know how to spell mustache. Um, but yeah. You don't know how to spell the word mustache? I, 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 I do, but I can't oh. say it without writing it. You know, certain words, it's like... M-U-S-T... It's moustache. M-O-U-S-E. See, you fucked it up, too. You said M-U-S-T. No, I was just spelling the word moose, like you said. No, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. Come back uh, Wednesday. Oh, check out our uh, episode that we did uh, last Wednesday, uh, a couple days ago on Halloween. We did a review of Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Not the Rob uh, Zombie version. Not the Rob Zombie pieces of shit, but the original uh, Halloween 1 and 2. Uh, I, th- I think that was actually a really good episode. Uh, if you are into those movies or horror movies in general, we had really... Uh, interesting conversations about yeah, John it, Carpenter's career. Not just a review. I mean, we talked for an hour and 45 minutes, so it's it's definitely, we're doing a little bit more, um, I, I'd call it an analysis and sort of cultural, sure. artistic analysis as well. Uh, so Yeah, it wasn't just like, this is the scene I liked and this yeah. is the scene I didn't like. And <laughs> yeah, at the end of the Thank day, you we, for we watching still what rate the it. Flick. Please, you know, use NordVPN. <laughs> what the flick that's done for. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that, 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 yeah, no, that was a good episode. Uh, so go check that out. That's uh, You can find that on all our feeds. Uh, and we will see you next week uh, on Wednesday for our special election coverage.